Hey podcast listeners, Justin Freakin' here. This episode is a little different. We went live a little early on Wednesday evening. We watched the Senate take a vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. I break down the bill, I bullshit throughout the entire thing, and then the vote happens. I don't know exactly how exciting that might be for a podcast listener. So I just wanted to let you know, if you wanted to skip that part, then you can fast forward ahead to about the 46 minute mark And that's where the normal news rundown picks up. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. However, that doesn't limit your options very much at all. This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live, it's a freaking Wednesday. Apparently I have Breed Creed confused because we are on about an hour and a half early. Now, if you were to check the description of the Twitch feed, you would see that this is a special report. Within the last couple of hours, Chuck Schumer announced that a deal has been reached on the bipartisan infrastructure package and that a test vote is going to go forward this evening. According to Twitter, this vote is expected to take place within the next 20 or 30 minutes. So we are going to be covering the bipartisan infrastructure bill test vote taking place on the floor of the Senate. Currently they are they are taking a vote on confirmation of Biden's that's I'm looking over here at the TV. Taking a vote on the confirmation for Biden's pick to lead the National Labor Relations Board. David uh, Prouty has been confirmed. That is no surprise. That vote is coming to an end here in the next couple minutes. I assume that is when we are going to see them take up the vote on the bipartisan infrastructure deal. We do have a show for afterwards. I'm not expecting this to take very long. I don't think it's going to pass, but apparently Schumer wouldn't bring it to the floor unless he thought it would. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, so let's get the rundown. Infrastructure deal faces a crucial vote Wednesday evening. The White House and a bipartisan group of senators agreed on Wednesday on a far-reaching $1 trillion infrastructure bill, and Democrats set an evening vote to advance it, paving the way for action on a crucial piece of President Biden's agenda. We now have an agreement on the major issues, and we're prepared to move forward. This is according to Senator Rob Portman, a Republican of Ohio, and a lead negotiator for his party on the infrastructure measure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still off YouTube. It's not my fault. I will be back on YouTube on Friday, and I assure you, if if you enjoy the clips, like you don't get to catch the whole show and you enjoy the clips that I do for YouTube... All of the clips that I would have normally done for YouTube are already finished. I've clipped them. Uh, thumbnails have been made. They will go up on YouTube uh, Thursday evening, uh, Friday morning, sometime in that time frame. I don't know exactly when I get my YouTube back, but you will you will not miss out on anything, especially last night's show was incredibly messed up. Apparently... We had some sync issues. The people that were actually in here talking to me were about five or six minutes behind on the stream. When I dumped my stream into another stream, it cut off the end of my stream. Nobody saw like the last five or six minutes of the show. 
All that, and also the full shows will be on YouTube. You will be able to go back and watch the replays of, uh, uh, that sounds like you want to neuter me. Um, you will be able to go back and watch the full shows if you so choose to do so. I've got a Socrates behind me. Hey, buddy. Not a here comes Smokey moment. I do, I do indeed have uh, thumbnails ready to go for all the clips you might have missed. Biden takes shot at Trump and snaps at a reporter. I love that thumbnail. <laughs> so yeah, all the clips will go up on YouTube on Friday. The full shows will also go up on YouTube. It's going to take a while for me to upload everything. Also, if you're if you're watching my shit on Odyssey or BitChute, uh, I could have uploaded all those separately. But that's a lot of work, because they are synced to YouTube. <laughs> and I could have just uploaded them to YouTube, and then they appear on Odyssey and BitChute. I do actually have quite a few followers on Odyssey and BitChute. BitChute is more hate follows. Man, do people not like me on BitChute. <laughs> anyway, the proposal was expected to fill in the details of an outline the group triumphantly announced at the White House in late June, but spent weeks haggling over as they toiled to translate it into legislative text while keeping the fragile coalition together. According to a fact sheet released Wednesday afternoon by the White House, the resulting bill would provide $550 billion and new federal money for roads, bridges, rail, transit, water, and other physical infrastructure programs. Any of its provisions are unchanged from the original framework announced last month, but it appeared to pair spending in a few areas, including reducing money for public transit to $39 billion from $49 billion and eliminating a $20 billion infrastructure bank meant to catalyze private investment in large projects. The loss of the infrastructure bank appeared to cut in half the funding for electric vehicle charging stations that administration officials had said was included in the original agreement, jeopardizing Mr. Biden's promise to create a network of 500,000 charging stations nationwide. The new agreement significantly changes how the infrastructure spending will be paid for after Republicans balked at a pillar of the original framework, increased revenue from an IRS crackdown on tax cheats which was set to supply nearly one-fifth of the funding for the plan. Republicans were against cracking down on tax cheats. Instead, negotiators agreed to repurpose more than $250 billion from previous COVID relief legislation, including $50 billion from expanded unemployment benefits that had been canceled prematurely this summer by two dozen Republican governors, according to a fact sheet review by the New York Times. That is more than double the repurposed money in the original deal. Now, I think that's weird that you say you're going to take that money from the unemployment benefits because... So far, at least two states have overturned the decision to cancel the benefits and had to reinstate them and pay the back money. Other states have lawsuits going through right now. We'll keep you updated on those. The new agreement would save $50 billion by delaying a Medicare rebate rule passed under President Donald J. Trump and raise nearly $30 billion by applying tax information reporting requirements to cryptocurrency. It also proposes to recoup $50 billion in fraudulently unpaid unemployment benefits during the pandemic. 
Republicans blocked the Senate from moving ahead with the plan last week, saying that too many issues remained unresolved. Mr. Portman's comments and those of other Republicans in the group who spoke after meeting with Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the minority leader, suggested that they would not allow the bill to move that they would now allow the bill to move forward. That's a weird, that's a weird thing to come in my chat and say. You're reading to yourself, nobody cares. Very odd. You're watching right now. Do you see the disconnect? CM Punk is not impressed with your attempt at trolling me. It remained unclear whether enough Republicans would join the five core negotiators in advancing the measure, although a handful of GOP senators outside the group signaled they would be open to doing so. Once again, we are waiting on the Senate to take up this bipartisan infrastructure bill. Currently, they are wrapping up a vote to confirm Biden's pick for the National Labor Relations Board. After we check out what's going to happen with the test vote, we will move on to the usual show. CM Punk is not impressed! This is a shirt I haven't worn in fuck. And you can tell I haven't I was I was much, much smaller last time I wore this shirt. This is a shirt that I have not worn in seven, eight years. Something like that. I had to get into um get into my closet and go digging. Oh, I forgot about the Daniel Bryan uh, giving a fuck meter. They quit doing that after he came back to wrestling. I miss that. I miss I miss the CM Punk is not impressed meme. I hope that makes a comeback. Apparently, AEW is promoting their September eighth show as live and in living color. Trolling the fans. Now, I believe that is Kirsten uh, Cinema that you see right there. She has announced that she will not support the reconciliation bill. Because this is, this is the first of a two-pronged approach. Apparently, the Senate is going to go forward with this bipartisan bill. And then they are going to try to pass everything else that they want to do through a reconciliation bill. Cinema says she will not support the reconciliation bill. Representative Mondaire Jones in the House says he will not support this bipartisan bill if she doesn't support the reconciliation bill. So I think... There's a hell of a lot going on here. I do not know what's going to happen tonight. Let's show them how to do it. Okay, Mr. President. Majority Leader. To proceed to legislative session. Here we go. Question is on the motion. I'm not high enough for this shit. Those opposed, no. The ayes appear to have it. The ayes do have it. The motion's agreed to. Mr. President, I move to proceed to the motion to reconsider the vote. 
by which the cloture vote failed on the motion to proceed to H.R. 3684. The question is on the motion. All in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes appear to have it. The ayes do have it. And the motion is agreed to. Mr. President, I move to reconsider the vote by which the cloture failed on the motion to proceed to H.R. 3684. The question is on the motion to reconsider. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes appear to have it. The ayes do have it. The motion is agreed to. The clerk will report the motion to invoke cloture. Cloture motion. We, the undersigned senators, in accordance with the provisions of Rule 22 of the Standing Rules of the Senate, do hereby move to bring to a close the debate on the motion to proceed to calendar number 100, H.R. 3684. I was like, who's Dusty Hill? I know that the basis for ZZ Top died. And for other purposes signed by That's the basis for ZZ Top. <laughs> by unanimous consent. Did you know Biz Morgie died? I found out through a meme. <laughs> debate on the motion to proceed to H.R. 3684, an act to authorize funds for federal aid highways, highway safety programs, and transit programs, and for other purposes, shall be brought to a close upon reconsideration. The yeas and nays are mandatory under the rule. The clerk will call the roll. Ms. Baldwin. Mr. Barrasso. Mr. Bennett. So, 60 votes needed to break cloture. I didn't realize how influential a producer he was. I highly encourage everyone to look up, like the Mark Bismarck he left on the on the business. Now coming up on the normal show, taking place right after this vote. Representative Clyde threw a fit on the House floor today over the new mask mandate in the House. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so, not Representative Clyde. Um, Mrs. Blackburn. Mr. Blumenthal. Mr. Blunt. Mr. Booker. Representative Roy threw a fit. Representative Clyde was confronted about his comments calling the January 6th insurrectionists tourists. That should be interesting. I haven't watched that clip yet. Officer Fanone went on CNN last night and played a voicemail that was left for him while he was testifying. Mr. Burr. The Department of Justice has rejected Representative Mo Brooks's argument that he was just doing his job. Ms. Cantwell. When he gave a speech. Mrs. Capitol. During the Capitol insurrection. We're going to talk about the FBI's role. In uh, domestic terrorism. Mr. The CDC director has new comments on mask guidance. 
Mr. Cornyn, Ms. Cortez... Ma- New information about the viral load that vaccinated people can transmit. A Trump-backed candidate in a special election in Texas is a loser. Mr. Cornyn, Ms. Cortez Master, Mr. Cotton, Mr. Kramer. Mr. Cruz, Mr. Danes. Ms. Duckworth. Mr. Durbin. Ms. Ernst. Apparently, Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis. Shop, Meg. Mrs. Feinstein, Mrs. Fisher. Have made some news about the fact that they don't bathe that often. Mrs. Gillibrand, <laughs> Mr. Graham. The people call me a dirty hippie. Mr. Grassley. Mr. Haggerty. Ms. Hassan. Mr. Hawley, Mr. Heinrich. Mr. Hickenlooper, Ms. Hirono. Mr. Hoven, Mrs. Hyde-Smith. Mr. Inhofe. Mr. Johnson. Sounds like you had some uh, awesome oil in it. It wasn't so much the vape, it was the type of oil you had. Good evening, Cricks. We are on early tonight. We are covering the Senate vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Mr. Johnson. Good to see you tonight. Kelly, Mr. Kennedy. Mr. King, Ms. Klobuchar. Mr. Lankford, Mr. Leahy, Mr. Lee. Mr. Leahy? He passed away a couple of years ago, unfortunately. One of my favorite characters in all of television. Ms. Lummis. Mr. Manchin, Mr. Markey. Mr. Marshall, Mr. McConnell, Mr. Menendez, Mr. Merkley. I don't know why I'm into this shit, so... Ms. Murkowski, Mr. Murphy. Not that Kennedy. She was talking about old lady Kennedy. Mrs. Murray, Mr. Ossoff. Mr. Padilla. Mr. Paul, Mr. P. Also, by the end of the show tonight, you are going to see puppies that wait for their names to be called before they come running out. The most polite puppies you are ever going to meet in your life. Mr. Rubio. Mr. Sanders. I am sorry, Lisa Murkowski is your Mr. representative. Shots, Mr. Shots. Shots, 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 Mr. Scott of Florida. Mr. Scott of South Carolina. Mr. Scott of Florida, as in Skeletor. Mr. Shelby, Miss Cinema, Miss Smith. Miss Stabenow. Miss Cinema. Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Tester. Mr. Thune. Mr. Tillis. Mr. Toomey. Mr. Tuberville. Mr. Van Hollen. Mr. Warner. Mr. Warnock. Ms. Warren. I am surprised that you don't have a puppy in that house. Mr. Whitehouse. 
It seems weird for your house not to have a puppy in it. Mr. Wicker. Mr. Wyden. Mr. Young. Senators voting in the affirmative. Baldwin, Bennett, Blumenthal, Blunt, Brown, Burr, Capito, Cardin, Casey, Cassidy, Collins. Now I would assume this is going to pass. Chucky Schumer is not going to bring it to the floor if it's not going to pass. Durbin, Feinstein. The holdup is going to be in the House. Because it looks like the Progressive Caucus is going to go, uh-uh. If you guys aren't going to pass the reconciliation bill, we're not going to support this bill. Mansion. McConnell, Menendez, Murkowski, Murray, Ossoff, Portman, Reed, Risch, Romney, Rosen, Schatz, Shaheen, Cinema, Tester, Tillis, Warner, Warnock, Whitehouse, Wyden, and Young. Ms. Stabenow, aye. Senators voting in the negative. Blackburn, Bozeman, Braun, Cornyn, Cotton, the traders, Fisher, Haggerty, Hawley, Hydesmith, Lankford, Lee, Lummis, Marshall, Moran, Paul, Rubio. She might as well be reading off the guest list for Fox fucking news. And Tuberville. Miss Smith, I. Miss Hassan, I. Mr. Wicker, no. Mr. Sullivan, no. What a weird little group we have here. Looks like Cinema, uh, Murkowski, and Collins. I can't tell, like... I can't tell it's kind of blurry to me. That looks like who that little group is there. Interesting that Cinema is over there with Collins and Murkowski. I guess they have a lot in common. So far, we do not have the votes to begin debate. I don't know if they're actually going to do debate tonight. They may just take the vote and then recess and pick it up in the morning. That's what I was expecting. If they do head into debate, we're going we're gonna to cover it. I'm interested to see where this goes. According to the New York Times article that I was reading from before we flipped over to C-SPAN, some Senate Democrats, including at least one key committee chairman, said they were still reviewing the plan before deciding whether to support it. This was just a couple of hours ago. <laughs> I think this is a mess. Mr. Thune, No. Mr. Van Hollen, aye. Mr. Lujan, aye. 
I can't imagine that this doesn't pass right now, though. Unless, unless Chucky Schumer was wanting to bring it to the floor and watch it fill, and he's got something up his sleeve afterwards. I I don't know what that would be, though. He has threatened to cut into the August recess until they're able to come to a consensus on this bill. Mr. Merkley, I. Well, they didn't care what I had to say, so of course they left. Of how somebody pops in just to be like, nobody cares what you have to say. Right-wingers lack any semblance of self-awareness, I promise you. (laughs) Right-wingers are what some people might call, you know, morons! Mr. Barrasso, no. Ms. Ernst, no. Mr. Inhofe, no. I heard somebody whispering, Schumer. Mr. Schumer, I. Inching closer to the 60 vote threshold. Dude up here in his seersucker suit. Mr. Markey, I. I don't know if that's Senator Tuberville. He's my senator. He usually uh, posts that he's going to wear a seersucker suit to the <laughs> floor. And I didn't see him post that today, so I don't know if that's him. <laughs> Mr. Hoven, I. Two to go. Mr. Kennedy, no. Mr. Kennedy. Of course, that is old lady Kennedy. Uh, I do declare. Mr. Booker, I. Well, Corey comes through for us. Looks like there's about 12 yet to vote. 
don't know about buffalo wings, but uh, I've been... A few months ago, I ordered a... Like a giant wok fry kind of pan. It's huge. And I love it. And uh, I've been frying shit in it. And I have gotten to where... There we go. We reached 60 votes. I've gotten to where I make fantastic chicken fingers. <laughs> Put together a little uh, knockoff Zach sauce to go with my fried chicken fingers. Mr. Sanders, I. So got more than the 60 votes needed. Wonder why Bernie was holding out to the end there. I debated on whether to wear my Bernie shirt or my CM Punk shirt. I couldn't decide. Did I want to support Senator Sanders for this vote or did I want to, you know, show my excitement for CM Punk who may show up tonight? I kind of doubt it. But it's possible. It might be clobbering time. Sorry, I'm excited. Uh, as many people would tell you, CM Punk was my favorite wrestler 10 years ago. And as someone who does not watch wrestling all that much, uh, I don't know that they won't announce it before the pay-per-view. I understand, like, the surprise pop and everything. And maybe just the rumor being out there is enough to sell more tickets. They may they may let it simmer and not do it at the pay-per-view and do it the next Wednesday. But now apparently the the Dynamite, the premiere of the the other show that they're going to have on Friday and the pay-per-view are all from Chicago. But now there is news reports that AEW is in meetings right now to discuss the fail-safe plans that they might have to put in place should things get canceled because COVID is raging out of control in this country. And that's another thing that's irking me right now is like, yes, this infrastructure bill is desperately needed. I think the House and the Senate uh, need to work on a new emergency bill. I think another stimulus is desperately needed. We're, we're going to talk about all the places that are in high alert. We've got some CDC data today about, you know, where the vaccinated should wear masks and, and such. I, I've been saying it on the show for weeks now. Like, I'm, I was worried that it would mutate into something that would be vaccine resistant. Apparently, the CDC director is now echoing those sentiments. I'd said it multiple times on the show. Like, I am not an expert. And as I understand it, viruses usually mutate to be less deadly. 
But when you've got something that's as highly contagious as this virus, and you give it millions and millions and millions of chances, that, you know, 1% chance is going to mutate into something more deadly is bound to happen. That's the way probability works. That was something somebody said to me early on in the pandemic was like viruses have like a 1% chance of mutating to be something deadly. And the dude deleted me before I could have the response, which was, well, what happens when you give something with a 1% chance millions of chances? And that's possible. I'm not going to. I'm sitting here in my house. I ain't going outside. Apparently, Sparkles is back to working from home. Because her boss was exposed to COVID. Well, that's true. Betty White and Bob Barker will indeed live forever. Man, it is going to be a sad day when either of them pass away. Shit, Dick Van Dyke! Dick Van Dyke is still alive and king. You can go to his Facebook page and watch him do exercises in his front fucking yard. Hell yeah, Dick Van Dyke. He always brings up Benny White and Keith Richards. Fucking Dick Van Dyke. Hell, I I think I watched him do a fucking song and dance like a year or two ago. (laughs) I was a huge Dick Van Dyke fan. That is one of the best written sitcoms of all time. Van Dyke is the man. Mr. Murphy, I. Huge fan of Dick Van Dyke. And you know, it wasn't until going back and watching Dick Van Dyke as an adult. And like, wow, this show is fucking amazing. So well written. Because, you know, as a kid, I used to watch it on, on the Nick at Night and shit. I didn't even realize the impact that he had on my own career and how much I was influenced by him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was in his front yard doing fucking sit-ups. Man's like 99 years old or 98. What a badass. Now, the vote has passed. I assume that we're not actually going to get debate. We're going to recess for the night. They'll pick this up in the morning. We will indeed watch the debate if they do. Do they even still do Nick at Night? Like, it's its own network now, isn't it? Like, TV Land and, like, Nickelodeon is just kids all day, right? Like, that's not a thing anymore. I think. I don't know. I don't watch fucking cable. Yes, classic TV is where it's at. Hell, even this past weekend, I busted out some fucking Mama's family. Vicki Lawrence is the shit. She's still alive. 
I think she even gets in the mama's family get up. Exactly. No, I don't fucking watch TV. I mean, I watch TV. I just don't watch it through traditional means. I watch it on my own time. Sparkle sends me the weirdest shit. (laughs) I, like, I just got this picture from her. Yeah, you don't want to see it anyway. (laughs) It was a woman in a crib eating eggs next to a Christmas tree. Sparkles, of course, being my new co-host for the Friday Night Freak Show. Debuting Friday the 13th. A little over two weeks from now. Got some big shit planned. Now the Senate chamber has cleared out. That's why I'm, I'm assuming there is not going to actually be debate. I don't know who that is. I would like, are you guys interested? Like if I was to, uh, if I was to stream SummerSlam and discord, would you guys want to do a watch party? Mr. Padilla, I. I thought about streaming the uh, GCW event over the weekend. I only watched like the last fucking hour or so. It was like a four hour fucking show. I wasn't watching that much outlaw mud show bullshit. Mr. Kramer, I. I assumed the semi-main event was going to be the Two Cold Scorpio match, but it was not. And I did not get to see the Two uh, two Cold Scorpio match, but I did see his fucking finish he did. Holy shit. How is Two Cold Scorpio still alive? The bill thus far has garnered 64 votes. Mr. Scott of Florida, no. Okay, that match, I... That was my, for other than watching the dark side of the ring on Nick Gage, that was my first exposure to Nick Gage. Nick Gage cannot throw a punch, he cannot throw a kick, he doesn't know how to sell. And Matt Cardona looked like a fucking NFL athlete on the field with a peewee league team.
Cardona looked like a million bucks. I will say, like, at least the first ten minutes of that match were really good in the fact that, uh... Mr. Peter's eye. Like, Gage kept setting up to go for a hardcore maneuver, and then, like, uh, Cardona would reverse it, and Gage would take the hardcore maneuver. So, like, by the time they got to where, like, he threw Cardona into the... Uh, uh pane of glass that was set up in the corner which which Cardona reversed it and almost went into it and did like this and then got speared by Gage that was a great spot which I assi- I assume Zack Ryder came up with that shit I don't think Gage has any idea how to lay out a match CM Punk was not impressed by Nick Gage's performance. So the vote currently sits at 6532. The vote has passed. Mr. Carper, I. 6632. Honestly, now that I think about this, this is going to be really boring for the well, uh, podcast listeners listening to this later. I'll give them props on that psychology, as I said, of of uh, Gage always taking the hardcore move, Cardona getting out of it. That was that was good. After that, like it just like once Gage took control, and it was just like. Here's a pizza cutter. Here's a light tube. It sucked after that. It really sucked. The only good spot after that was Cardona hitting the rough rod. On this vote, the yeas are 67. The nays are 32. Three-fifths of the senators duly chosen and sworn having voted in the affirmative. The motion upon reconsideration is agreed to. The clerk will report. Motion to proceed to H.R. 3684, an act to authorize funds for federal aid highways, highway safety programs, and transit programs, and for other purposes. Mr. President. The majority leader. Mr. President, I want to commend... Hit us with it, Chucky. To reach an agreement on a bipartisan infrastructure bill. The Senate has just come together and in a strong bipartisan fashion voted to begin the legislative process here on the Senate floor. For the past few months, I have laid out a two-track strategy on infrastructure, a bipartisan bill focused on traditional brick-and-mortar infrastructure projects and a budget reconciliation bill where Democrats plan to make historic investments in American jobs, American families, and efforts to fight climate change. In order to start work on on a reconciliation bill, the Senate must pass a budget resolution first. As I've said repeatedly, our goal was to pass both bills in this session, hopefully in July. My goal remains... Uh, that ain't gonna happen. Both. My goal remains to pass both the bipartisan infrastructure bill 
and a budget resolution. Well, you've got senators that said they're not going to support the reconciliation bill, and you've got House members that said they're not going to support the bipartisan bill. So deal with that, Chucky. We are on track. Again, the vote tonight means we're on track to reach our two-track goal before the Senate adjourns for the August recess. I yield the floor. Reclaim the floor. I ask unanimous consent that when the Senate completes its business day, it adjourn until 10.30 a.m. Thursday, July 29th, that following the prayer and pledge, the morning hour be deemed expired, the journal proceedings be approved to date, the time for the two leaders be reserved for their use later in the day and the morning business be closed, that upon conclusion of morning business, the Senate resume consideration of the motion to proceed to H.R. 3684 with all the time during adjournment of the Senate counting post-cloture on the motion to proceed. Is there objection? Without objection. If there's no further business to come before the Senate, I ask it stand adjourned under the previous order. The Senate stands adjourned until 1030 tomorrow. What I expected. ...to advance a bipartisan infrastructure bill after a deal was reached on a $550 billion plan. They also continued work on President Biden's nominees with a focus on a pair of National Labor Relations Board picks. Live Senate coverage when they return here on C-SPAN 2. So there you have it. C-SPAN is your unfiltered view of government. We're funded by the... No, no, no. Unfiltered is what I would call this show right here, C-SPAN. Broadband is a force for empowerment. That's why Charlie... Unfiltered and uncensored is what we do over here on the Troll Patrol, C-SPAN. You call yourself unfiltered, but you guys didn't like my phone call after the debate back in the fall. (laughs) Cut me all off quick, but now... In their defense, I was a little tipsy, and I was probably yelling at them. I was upset that I called in. First, they called me a Biden supporter. Not exactly true, and I I took him to task for that. Second of all, he asked me about fracking. I told him that I wasn't necessarily a Biden supporter, that I am a millennial from Alabama, and he asked me about fracking. My thoughts about fracking. I changed the subject and wanted to talk about Medicare for all. And I got cut off. So, I thought it was, I thought it was odd that he asked me when I said I was a millennial from Alabama. He asked me about fracking. Definitely not what was important to me at that time. All right, so let's talk about the news. I know, still a little early, but we're going to get into the main show. Back to the testimony about the January 6th insurrection. This happening today, Representative Clyde confronted about his comments calling the insurrectionists tourists. 
dodge questions and refused to watch the emotional testimony from four Capitol Police officers, uh, four officers, some of them Capitol Police officers, some of them D.C. Metro, testifying about the January 6th attack. This sparked a fiery exchange at a House committee meeting last night with Democrat Jamie Raskin confronting Republican Andrew Clyde over Clyde's comments comparing the Capitol rioters to tourists. Let's watch. Did you watch the testimony of the Capitol officers who defended our lives? Probably not. Or did you not? It's a yes or no question. It's irrelevant. It's okay. absolutely irrelevant to this okay. amendment. He didn't watch it. No, it is relevant, sir. It is relevant. Holy shit. Well, like, it was like during the impeachment proceedings. We saw, like, Ted Cruz was playing on his phone the entire time. Right here, and I'd like to stick to well, it no, if no, you okay. want to. Then reclaiming my time, sir. Reclaiming is, my is time. That what you want to do, Mr. Chairman? Excuse me, Mr. Clyde. I have hey, the floor, not me. you. Our colleagues have taken, taken us down the road of quotations, and we have somebody who's got a quote right in the room, so I thought I, I would check I it with him. Yeah, I, he, he refuses to say whether or not he heard the Capitol officers who risked their lives and have experienced traumatic medical injuries. Um, he refused to say whether or not he watched them today. That's fine. That's his prerogative. And under the First Amendment or the Fifth Amendment, whatever it is, it doesn't have to testify about it. But I want to ask you this. They were asked the question by several of our colleagues, including Ms. Cheney, um, about statements that you made saying that the January 6th violent insurrection against Congress was akin to a normal tourist visit. Now, his, his quote was, um, if you didn't know any better, you would have thought they were just there for a normal tourist visit, just looking at the footage. He was specifically talking about the one video where they stay in between the ropes. And those are... I, 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 just to clarify, Representative Clyde, I don't think normal tourists smear shit on the walls of the Capitol. I don't think normal tourists... Still a fucking door and a lectern. I don't think normal tourists break into the Speaker of the House's office and take her laptop. Officer said they weren't tourists; they were terrorists. Do you stand by your statement that they were tourists? Um, <clears throat> I would like you to quote my exact statement. Yeah, that's not exactly what he said. And you're not doing yourself any favors there, Representative Raskin, because that's. Republicans are bad about, like, getting pedantic about shit when it looks bad on them and then being, you know, incredibly generalized when they're talking about other people. Statement. Not your interpretation of my statement. Okay. Watching the the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between... The stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. Those are your words. Shit on the walls. Statement as I said it. Okay. Do you agree or disagree with the officers who spent... I mean, if you were only watching that specific piece of footage, that like five seconds, sure, I'll give him that. If you're only watching that five seconds, if you were to go to ProPublica, say you Googled ProPublica January 6th, and you go and you watch all the different videos, actually have them color-coded. The red ones are the really violent ones. Go watch those red. 
videos, the ones marked with the red on the ProPublica side, and tell me you would mistake those for tourists. Four or five hours battling that medieval mob that had baseball bats and lead pipes and so on. Do you stand by the statement that the people that they were fighting were tourists, or would you agree with them that they were terrorists? That statement did not say that those people were tourists. Okay, read the statement. Okay, but, well, I'm asking you now. You've got the opportunity to clarify for the whole country right now for these officers. Officer, I urge you to watch it on TV. I urge you to watch it in your office. Officer Hodges, <clears throat> Officer Fanon, who experienced traumatic brain injury, who had a heart attack after he was tased by some of the tourists or terrorists. Officer Dunn, Officer Hodges. Um, do you think that what they experienced was an attack by tourists or terrorists or violent insurrectionists? You've got the opportunity to clarify for the whole country right now. If, if you will read the first part I'm of my statement. I'm not interested in that. I'm asking You're you. You're not interested in my statement, Mr. are you? Mr. Chair, you are not. Can you yield to me for we, I have read your statement once. The whole country and lots of people online believed your statement that it was a normal tourist visit. That they, is not. He isn't going to. As you quoted, okay. and then you just misquoted. Clarify it right not, now for America. I just clarified it. Okay, I, mean, I spent several hours today with millions of Americans watching sworn police officers I mean, testify about their battle to defend our lives, the members of the House and the senators. And they took issue not with... Let's put your statement aside because you... The cops, you fuckers, say you support that you backed the blue. That they didn't feel like they got backed by you. Tucker himself ran down one of the cops last night on his show. I think that you've been misinterpreted by people, but they're taking issue with an internet meme that the people here were just tourists. It was a normal day. And they were saying they weren't tourists. They were terrorists. How do you react to that? Well, I, I'm not responsible for an internet meme. Okay. Um, we are here to discuss this amendment, Mr. Raskin. Okay. okay. So you don't want to answer the question. I appreciate we are that. Here to, I, I wouldn't we want are to here, answer it if I said what we you We are here said. to discuss this amendment, and you are obviously not okay. interested in that. You well, want to make this another January 6th hearing. This is not. This is the Rules Committee. Reclaiming my time, Mr. Clyde. Um, you voted no. Cog dis is a hell of a drug. Congressional gold medals to the officers who defended our lives on that day, 140 of whom were. Because that's like, like that's the only way you can explain. There are several people in the Senate: Ted Cruz, Matt Gates. I mean, in, in Congress, Cruz, Gates, Cotton. Like they are educated men. <laughs> They can't possibly be that stupid. It has to be cognitive dissonance. That's how you explain smart people getting themselves to believe dumb shit. Well, you think I didn't play that video of Tucker getting called a piece of shit? Come on. Injured. Dozens of them in the hospital. People lost fingers. People had their eyes gouged. People experienced traumatic brain Injuries, people are experiencing traumatic post-traumatic stress syndrome to this day, and you voted no on extending congressional gold medals to them. Why did you do that? Again, 
That has nothing to do with this amendment. But you know what I will tell you? Oh, I'll bring please, please, he asked you! co-sponsored an amendment, no, excuse me, a bill to give a gold medal, three gold medals, to the Capitol Police, all right, for all of what they've done. It was introduced by Representative Gomer. So I'm sorry if you didn't understand that or if you didn't... <laughs> it was introduced by Louis Gohmert, real American patriot. We didn't want to vote for your leftist sissified bill. Information. Okay, uh, I'll reclaim my time. I am not going to vote to give Mr. Clyde, Speaker Pelosi. You are one of twenty-one she members. She is the one Excuse who me. is in charge of the Capitol Police and the Sergeant at Arms. She I'm is sorry, Mr. Clyde. She is not in charge of the Capitol Police. You are one of twenty-one members. That's a misnomer. Four hundred thirty-five who voted no. You voted not to award four congressional gold medals to the U.S. Capitol Police and those who protected the United States Capitol on January sixth. Yeah, fuck their medals. To tell us why you were one of the 21 members who voted against it. But now, but now, from a strictly political, like, I don't give a shit about their medals or participation trophy. Fuck your, did the Capitol Police deserve a fucking medal for, you know, not doing their jobs properly that day? Louie Gomer fucking pile. No. No, I don't believe they deserve a medal. However, from a political standpoint, to give them a medal and watch these asshole Republicans vote against it was a very good move. You obviously didn't listen. No, you told me about another bill that you said you sponsored that I never heard of, but why did you vote no on this bill, which was on the floor of the House? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could actually pass. It did pass. The particular bill on the floor of the House, all right, was not appropriate. It hurt his feelings. That... The bill that was appropriate is the one that I co-sponsored. Really? What made this inappropriate? Because it awarded that those gold medals to those Capitol Police for all of the times that they have defended this Capitol. Back in the 1970s, the 1980s, the 1990s. Not just one incident. Because I think they, they deserve... Because there were Capitol Police officers that, that died from gunshot wounds back earlier. Did you know that? So you're saying this didn't go far enough? Is that your point? So you wanted to give the gold medal to these people, but you voted against it because you wanted to give it to them? No. Yeah. So I. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that, uh, Mr. Chairman, I, I would just like to say the. You know, the, I. Forgive me, colleagues, but I spent four hours today with the police officers who defended our lives on January 6th, and the level of rhetoric in this room about defunding the police and standing by the police does not stand up to what we heard this morning. And I don't accept it. And I find the rhetoric dangerous describing anything that took place that day as analogous to tourism. And I would urge my colleague to please go back and listen to those Capitol officers and how they reacted to the idea that there was anything remotely analogous to a tourist visit. Welcome, Adam. Yes, we were on early. We just covered the Senate vote for the bipartisan infrastructure bill. That's why we were on early. They wrapped up. We were just getting started with the normal show. Yes, yes, I, I've fixed everything. Technical issues are not a problem tonight. 
I'm sorry for last night's show. I'm sorry I'm not on YouTube or Facebook tonight. All of it sucks. My numbers for last night's show were in the toilet as well. Um, I think it was the server I was on with my VPN that bounces my IP address so that people can't swap me. I think there was an issue with that server and it was having problems. I'm on a different server tonight. Everything's kosher. Yeah, I think I even cut off the end of the show. Like when I raided the channel I sent everybody to, it cut off like the last six or seven minutes of the show. But, 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 once I'm back on YouTube on Friday, you can see all the clips that you missed. Everything will be kosher. The all, the whole episodes will be up every night on YouTube come Friday. Catch up on your, on your freak daddy. We won't be on on Friday though. Remember, uh, programming note. This is the first uh, Troll Patrol on a Sunday week. Starting this Sunday, the Troll Patrol moves Sunday to Thursday. Friday Night Freak Show starts Friday the 13th. Okay, when I first started doing this show, I was on the opposite side of my apartment, and my front door was behind me over my shoulder. And when I was watching back that first show, all I could see was, like, cops busting in right over my shoulder. Well, thank you. Thank you. It matches my CM Punk is not impressed. Sure. I have way too many bandanas, if you haven't noticed. How many do I have? Maybe a hundred. They take up two drawers in my dresser. (laughs) only have one underwear drawer. I have two bandana drawers. <laughs> I, I like bandanas. It's actually something that I developed when I was in college when I would go out and film movies. Uh, that's where it started because it would keep the hair and, the, and I sweat profusely. Keep the hair and the sweat out of my eyes. And then when I started doing stand-up, I was like, oh, the bandana's really good. Keep the, because I sweat when I'm on stage. Keeps the sweat and the hair out of my eyes. <laughs> Isn't those fitted hats? Well, at least there's a practical reason for why I wear this. People say it's to cover up my baldness, and sure, sure. That's that's it, too. I'm still, in, I still enjoy kind of looking a little bit young because I take the bandana off. There is no hair right here at all. But it is, it's practical to keep the, the hair and the sweat out of my face. I'm, I'm sweating right now. It's really hot in my apartment. Okay. So yesterday, Officer Michael Fanone of the, uh, I don't think he's the Capitol Police. I think he is the D.C. Metro Police. He testified about what happened to him uh, during the insurrection. He went on with Don Lemon and played a voicemail he received while he was testifying. Check this out. It's insane. Today. Mike received a voicemail today um, while he was testifying, and he shared that voicemail with us. And I have to warn everybody, I, listen, think about what these officers went through. Think, think about what Officer Fanon went through. You had 
your injuries were? You had a brain injury? A uh, traumatic a brain injury. Heart attack. Heart attack, concussion, and uh, also diagnosed with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. It includes some incredibly offensive language, but we think people need to hear the kind of attacks that these officers are facing right now just for telling the Praying for your hair, Adam. Play it. So here, here's the voicemail. Yeah, this is from Michael Fanone, Metropolitan Police Officer. You're on trial right now. Lying and uh, you want an Emmy, an Oscar? What are you trying to go for here? You're so full of shit, you little faggot fucker. You're a little pussy, man. I can slap you up the side of your head with a backhand and knock you out, you little faggot. You're a punk faggot. You're a lying fuck. How about all that scummy the dude leaving the voicemails like, you're a punk. I slapped you upside the head. What the hell? He's the punk. I can't knock you out, you little faggot. You're a punk faggot. You're a lying fuck. How about all that scummy blood? I'm so I should have hit the uh, content warning for this because I knew CNN didn't censor it because I already watched this. I'm so sorry because that, that's some triggering language. To go for here. You're so full of shit, you little faggot fucker. You're a little pussy, man. I can slap you up the side of your head with a backhand and knock you out, you little faggot. You're a punk faggot. You're a lying fuck. How about all that scummy black fucking scum for two years, destroying our cities and burning them and stealing all that shit out of the stores and everything? How about that? And assaulting cops? How, how about shit that never happened? Fucker. That was shit. Shit on the goddamn capital. I wish they would have killed all you scumbags. Because you, you people are scum. They stole the election from Trump, and you know that, you scumbag. And you fucking, too bad they didn't beat the shit out of you more. You're a piece of shit. You're a little fag. You fucking scumbag. Only the best people. <laughs> <It was. laughs> Lemon just like is stunned. We're stupid? You think we're fools? I think you're lying sacks of shit. I think you're stupid. I think you're fools. There's not enough adjectives for all the things I think about you fucking idiotic Trump supporters. It was important for you. There's not enough. There is not enough pejoratives in the world for me to be able to throw at you idiotic fucking Trump supporters. You did not want us to censor that. What do you say to that? What do you want people to know? And that idiot. Uh, I mean, I remember like my first reaction uh, immediately after listening to that uh, phone call, which I actually received while I was testifying uh, in the hearing today. Um, this is what happens to people that tell the truth in Trump's America. Yep. That simple. That simple. The, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't hurt you. Um, I mean, unfortunately, uh, I've come to expect this type of response. Uh, it's not the first time that people have expressed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Anytime they are talking shit on the internet, I go, for, let me see if I've got the picture I use. I go find like some pudgy militia men. <laughs> Like, you probably look like this. Shut up. You ain't nothing. 
I don't have it handy. I've got I've got a lot of pictures in my downloaded folder. But yeah, just just Google. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Here we go. Here we go. Like, they probably look something like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and um, also the Metropolitan Police aren't that bad of all the police departments. The Majority Report actually had a um, a law professor on, and she was a volunteer with the Metropolitan Police in D.C. And, you know, she, like, there's worse police departments than the Metropolitan Police. Manone seems like a good guy. And he, he, he did not deserve any of that. And he was trying to do his job. And he's getting shit talked by people that probably look like this. It was probably this guy right here that was leaving that fucking voicemail. If they're even free. To me, uh, unfortunately, you know, Oh, speaking of which, hey, hey, Matt Spear, host of the Don't Unfriend Me show on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and shit. Hey, Matt, I thought you were coming to my house. I thought you were going to see me soon. I was hoping you were going to show up at my fucking front door. That was two or three weeks ago. Where are you? Come on, Matt. I dare you to show up at my house. Yeah, I get that all the time on the internet. People say, like, you wouldn't say that to my face. Fuck! Anyone that says, I wouldn't say that to their face has never fucking met me. I do not care to say anything to anybody's face. You have never met a motherfucker who has bigger balls than I do. And I am happy to throw them down on the table right now and show you, except Twitch would ban me. Um, I mean, unfortunately, uh, I've come to expect this type of response. Uh, It's not the first time that people have expressed similar opinions to me. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, this is, uh, you know, there is an element in uh, in this country uh, that believes that. Well, they believe it because they've been conditioned to believe it by lying ass Republican politicians. I didn't put it on my rundown. But I'm going to go find the clip while we're watching something else when we get to the stories about COVID. Frank Luntz was on with CNN and was talking about like how Fauci doesn't have any credibility anymore. It's because Republicans have been attacking him nonstop. It's fucking the Republicans' fault. Call Republicans out. The Department of Justice has rejected Bo Brooks's defense and says his January 6th speech is not part of his duties as a congressman. U.S. Department of Justice. In a, and by the way, Mo is running for uh, Senate. Running for the seat that's going to be vacated by the retiring Richard Shelby. U.S. Department of Justice in a court filing Tuesday rejected Mo Brooks' defense that his fiery speech at the pro-Trump rally hours before the foreign president's supporters stormed the Capitol was part of his duties as a congressman. That's what he argued. That his constituents, me, wanted him to go to the Capitol and give that speech. This lying sack of shit. 
The DOJ agreed with an opinion from the House Administration uh, Committee that House rules said such actions were not within the scope of his office, as Brooks had argued in court affidavit last month. In that affidavit, Brooks asserted that Westfall uh, asserted the Westfall Act as protection for his actions at the rally, which protects federal employees from legal action when acting within the scope of their office. The DOJ filing concludes with the United States respectfully requests that Brooks's petition for a Westfall Act certification be denied. DOJ said in its filing, uh, the record indicates that Brooks's appearance at the January 6th rally was campaign activity and is not uh, is not part of the business of the United States to pick sides among candidates in federal elections. Members of Congress are subject to a host of restrictions that carefully distinguish between their official functions on the one hand and campaign functions on the other. The conduct at issue here thus is not the kind a member of Congress holds office to perform or substantially within the authorized time and space limits as required by governing law. So let's hope Mr. Brooks faces some repercussions for his actions. However, this is America and holding people accountable for their fucking actions is near impossible when they're a conservative white man, as we see in Oregon, where a different kind of insurrection took place, and this Republican asshole is going to get off with a slap on the wrist. Former Representative Mike Neerman pleads guilty and has been banned from the Capitol. Former Oregon Representative Mike Neerman is banned from entering the Oregon Capitol or the ground surrounding the building for the next 18... It's not even for life! Oh my god! He attacked the state capitol in Oregon and he's not even banned for life. What the fuck? He is banned for the next 18 months after pleading guilty Tuesday to official misconduct, a misdemeanor. He was only charged with official misconduct. That provision was part of a plea deal reached between the Polk County Republican and the Marion County District Attorney's Office. In exchange, prosecutors agreed to drop a second charge of criminal trespassing. Neerman must also perform 80 hours of community service, pay the legislator $2,700 in restitution, and pay $200 in court fees. I know people that have gotten busted for pot that have faced more punishment than this asshole. We need to return to court next April to demonstrate that he's complying with the agreement. In case you don't know what Neerman did, there was an insurrection at the Oregon State Capitol. I want to say it was in December. It could have been in like November. This is the footage. He just let the terrorists in. This was December 21st at the Oregon State Capitol. This is Neerman. Letting terrorists into the Oregon State Capitol. I believe they had the text records to prove that he knew what he was doing. He was in communication with a group. I don't know which group this is. It's the three percenters, Patriot Prayer, whatever, one of those fucking groups.
at least the cops here were able to do their job. And a, me- a member of the state house is the, is the one that walked through, let them in. I, I don't... Criminal trespassing was the most severe charge he was facing. <laughs> I... I don't get it. These fucks are traitors. Guilty plea is a result of Nierman's actions on December 21st when he opened a door at the Capitol to allow a group of violent demonstrators inside the building. Marion County Circuit Judge Carol Pellegrini asked Nierman to describe his actions for the court. I opened the door of the Capitol, I went out, and that allowed people to enter. Didn't say he opened it on purpose for them, which they have the text messages to prove. Pellegrini suggested there was more to the story than that. She said that by pleading guilty, Nierman was admitting to acting in such a way as to receive a benefit. The benefit was that the citizens were allowed in the Capitol. The judge responded, Are you telling me that the benefit that you were seeking to confer was on the public being able to enter? that point, Nierman's attorney leaned over and whispered something in Nierman's ear. Nierman then said, it would make me appear favorable to certain citizen groups. I don't support what they did when they entered. At that point, Pellegrini indicated she would accept the guilty plea, but she told Nierman to make sure he obeyed all laws while on probation. The judge also drew a parallel to the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, which took place less than three weeks after the skirmish in Salem. Not holding these fucks accountable is going to embolden them. Speaking of emboldening terrorists, let's talk about the FBI. This is a piece from uh, Jacobin Magazine. The FBI's domestic war on terror is an authoritarian power grab. There are many ways to undermine democracy in the United States, and one of the most persistent threats to democratic rights has been the hoarding of power by largely unaccountable security forces that in a single-minded drive to protect what they define as national security have tended to run roughshod over civil liberties and treat activists and dissidents as criminals. Boy, is that an understatement. It was the case in the early 20th century when the FBI rounded up radicals, foreigners, and draft evaders. It was the case mid-century when the Pro program harassed Martin Luther King Jr. and other civil rights protesters. It was the case under George W. Bush when a newly launched war on terror became an excuse to go after law-abiding Muslims and government critics. And it was the case just last year as a panoply of federal agencies were used by a desperate President Trump to go after protesters, journalists, and immigration lawyers to name a few. All of this is particularly relevant in light of, major, uh, in light of a major new investigation by BuzzFeed published last week examining the details of last year's highly publicized FBI thwarting of a plot by a Michigan militia to kidnap the state's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. 
At the time, I made a basic point about the whole situation. We should be careful about simply accepting the FBI's account of events at face value, not least because the sparse details included in its affidavit called to mind an old and uh, controversial bureau practice. That would be the FBI's use of informants and undercover agents to effectively manufacture their own terrorist plots. I likened it to Ruby Ridge, which I guess YouTube heard me talking about and suggested a frontline documentary on Ruby Ridge that I watched the other day. So they actually got the Randy Weaver dude, the feds, it was an informant. Weaver had moved up into like the northern part of Idaho in the mountains. He was away from everybody. He was like an apocalyptic fucking Christian, but he wasn't a terrorist. But the only the only people like within a 20-mile radius of him was like this Aryan Nation compound. So he would take his kids down there when they would have picnics and shit just to socialize. And the feds found him because they had an informant in the Aryan Nation down there. They found him and entrapped him by getting him to saw off some shotgun barrels. So the feds fucked up. And as detailed here, this is a common practice with the FBI. Well, at the time, I cautioned we didn't have enough information yet to make a definitive call either way. The extensive reporting done by BuzzFeed all but confirms that this was the case. According to the outlet, FBI informants had a hand in nearly every aspect of the alleged plot, starting with its inception. From organizing and funding nationwide meetings where those involved in the eventual plot first met, to supplying, encouraging, and even helping the entire affair. BuzzFeed reporters Jessica Garrison and Ken Bensinger previously reported that the Bureau used a whopping 12, 12 informants in the case, double the number of actual plotters charged. Now, as other people pointed out, I wonder how many of those were actually, like, they flipped and became state evidence. They Maybe none of them. We don't know yet. One of those, known only as Dan, was paid nearly 55000 by the FBI for seven months of the work, during which time he became second in command of the whole operation. His handiwork included encouraging the plot's chief. The non-FBI ringleader, the literal basement-dwelling Adam Fox, in his increasingly unhinged fantasies and using his way to include Fox in meetings despite other militia members' concerns about Fox's stability. Dan's FBI handlers, meanwhile, encouraged him to draw in as many people as possible into the plot and provided the money he used to fund a national training exercise early on in the affair. It should go without saying that none of this makes any of the individuals involved in the plot good guys. That's the same thing with the with the Ruby Ridge. The Aryan Nation was actually a armed group, very dangerous. There was a reason for the FBI to be monitoring them. And trapping Randy Weaver in that bullshit was wrong, though. It should go without saying that none of this makes any of the individuals involved in the plot good guys or any less noxious in their politics. This should be a basic point for anyone committed to basic democratic freedoms or opposed to mass incarceration. Believing in due process isn't supporting rape, murder, or other crimes, and defending the rights of the accused doesn't necessarily mean you'd invite them over for dinner with your family. 
Or to use a closer analogy, sticking up for the civil liberties of accused Islamic terrorists doesn't mean that you sympathize with their ideology or their alleged crimes. Point. But this news is significant beyond just the principle involved here. Even news outlets that were well aware of the FBI's history of doing this exact thing with Islamic terrorist plots opted for sensationalistic coverage of the kidnapping scheme, uncritically reproducing the FBI's preferred portrayal of the events. This plot was then, post-January 6th, often cited together with the Capitol riot as a dramatic, visceral example of the growing threat of far-right terrorism that required the failed and abuse-filled war on terror to be expanded to the home front. Speaking of January 6th, there remains serious questions about the law enforcement agency's conduct on that day. Agreed! I'm no fan of cops. I've said it multiple times on this show. Cops lie even when they have no reason to lie. So I do not trust the cops. I do not trust the FBI. I don't doubt that they were helping to facilitate these plots. And furthermore, I have questions about the number of the FBI agents that may have ties to some of these groups and actually want to see these plots succeed. Not just about the feds using a trapment, entrapment as a tactic. I wonder how many of them were actually, you know, throwing fuel on the fire because they wanted to see this come to fruition. All right, so let's talk about COVID again. The CDC director, Rachel Walensky, was on with CBS this morning, this morning, talking about new guidance when it comes to masks. Apparently, right-wingers are losing their minds over this. We're going to see an example of it here in just a second. Dr. Rochelle Walensky joins us now to discuss the new mask guidance. Good morning to you, Dr. Walensky. Good morning, Gail. Thanks for having me. I, we're, we're glad you're here. you got a lot to sort through for us today. We just heard in David's piece a mother thanking the CDC for more definitive guidance about wearing masks. Still others are saying, what are you doing, CDC? You're confusing all of us. Can you just explain, will you change the rules, it seems to me, when you get new information and you get uh, new updated information? Well, thank you, Gail. Beat me to it. That's exactly right. So where we were in May is we had a country that had mostly alpha uh, variant of this virus. Only 1% of the sequenced uh, virus was Delta at the time. Here we are about 10 weeks later, and most of what we're sequencing now is Delta variant, and Delta is just a different uh, kind of beast, as we say. You know, it is much more contagious. We knew that already. The thing that's important and that is new data that we've seen just in the last several days but corroborated several times is that if you are vaccinated, and you are one of those rare breakthrough infections, you actually have the capacity to pass it to somebody else. It's new, but it's also very scary. I do do want to talk about that. There's... He is referencing this report. Let's read from it before we go back to her comments. New data suggests vaccinated people could transmit the Delta variant...
It was a study published on, Jan- uh, on July 7th and led by Chinese epidemiologist Jing Lu. China found that the Delta variant contains 1,000 times more viral material than that of the original novel coronavirus, which we've been talking about on the show. Study authors noted that this characteristic is what makes the variant so worrisome and contagious. The Delta variant can replicate at a much faster rate than the original strain, making the mutation much more infectious, according to the study. Researchers also found that on average it took approximately four days for the Delta variant to reach detectable levels using a standard COVID-19 test, compared with six days for the original coronavirus. Oh shit, this is not the story that I thought it was. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Hold on. I don't see the quote I was looking for, but what they found was that even in vaccinated people, there was a thousand times the viral load. That vaccinated people weren't getting sick, weren't dying, but were still carrying around 1,000 times the viral load, which means vaccinated people are just as contagious. Vaccinated people are just as contagious. Because you used to think if you're vaccinated, you're safe. Isn't it true that if more people had been had gotten the vaccine, we wouldn't even be dealing with the Delta variant right now? Possible. You know, I think it's very true to see that the, the country that is it has so much disease right now, 80% of our counties with the highest amount of disease have our, the lowest amount of vaccination in this country, less than 40% of the people vaccinated. So there is no doubt that the reason that we have so much disease right now is because it has gone after those who are unprotected, unvaccinated. And the vast majority of transmission that is happening in this country is happening among unvaccinated people. Dr. Walensky, where do you see this trend going in terms of infections as we head towards the fall? Now, she says that transmission is coming from unvaccinated people. But if vaccinated people are still carrying around 1,000 times the viral load, they are transmitting it as well. They're just not reporting it. We don't know about them because they're not going to the doctor because they're not getting sick. That was when Sparkles got sick a couple of weeks ago. I begged her to go get the COVID test because we need to know that data. That is important so that we get a full picture of what is going on. Tom Frieden was here, uh, one of your predecessors at the CDC yesterday, and he said we could have 200,000 infections. Also, welcome to anybody that is just joining us, expecting the normal show. We would have just now been coming on. Welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It's a freaking Wednesday. We are on early because we did the infrastructure vote in the Senate uh, about 45 minutes ago. Daily by the fall, and do you see us having that? If, if everybody would just get vaccinated and wear a fucking mask for a few months, we'd be over this. Really, it is that fucking simple. We have two magic fucking bullets. If everybody had just worn a mask... Last year, the transmission rate would have, like, plummeted. We know this from the Yale study. The Yale study told us that lockdowns weren't necessary if all the other precautions were followed. 
including stringent mask wearing. Up mask guidance even further from this point. Um, we will follow the science and we'll have the science lead the recommendations that we make. I certainly hope we don't have to be in that situation. But what I can tell you is this. We can halt the chain of transmission. We can do something if we unify together, if we get people vaccinated who are not yet vaccinated, if we mask in the interim. We can halt this in just a matter of a couple of weeks. Dr. Walensky, the CDC also recommends that everyone in schools wear masks. But when you look at the data... 1.3 to 3.6 children have been hospitalized because of uh, COVID, 0.26 deaths when it comes to children. So when you hear parents say, why do I need to wear or have my child wear a mask? Can you explain that? Yeah, several important things. First of all, um, the, we want kids back in school. We want school to be full-time. Yes, yes, Adam, yes. And right now, you know what we should do? We should be able to get the fucking vaccine. Right now, in July, while we still have a chance to stop this freight train that is coming at us, before we get to kids back in schools, before we get to the eviction moratorium expiring this weekend, before we get to the unemployment running out, we need to go ahead, do another stimulus check. We will give you a thousand fucking dollars to go get vaccinated. Do it! Yes, yes! We, we could have given the intellectual property away and everybody in the world would have access to the vaccine right now. But no! And it's going to come back to fuck us over. We can't do anything for long-term benefit in this fucking country. We always talk about the short term. And they need to head this off right now. I'm Probably they're just fucking pay people for the rest of the fucking year. Make the kids, and they're not, they're not making the kids stay home. Most of the schools are going to be back in session this fall. Like it, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Please let me be wrong. But I'm just a nerd about this shit, and I sit here and read these stories all fucking day. I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't think we have a very optimistic future. Uh, children to be able to to enjoy the school year. We've seen outbreaks this summer. Yeah, schools, summer schools that have not been um, complying. And with- that's that's another thing. I I thought about this earlier. I saw some dude was like, "Oh, restrictions were killing business." I want to go, and I haven't had a chance to do it yet. I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll report back to you guys what I find. I want to go and see the economic impact of businesses in other countries where they paid people to stay home. I'm betting not near as many places went out of business as here in the U.S. where everybody had uncertainty. I'd put good money on it. I would say Australia, New Zealand, Canada, everything that they did was better for their economy than what we did in the U.S. And that's that's another fucking thing. All the right-wingers were like, well, if you're scared, you can just stay home. No! I can't just stay home. I mean, I can. This is just, this is the colloquial you here. You can't just stay home when you gotta go out and earn a fucking living. Fucking around with some very lethal shit. 
They don't care, though. They don't fucking... They'll care, just like we keep seeing over and over again. The right-wing radio host, when he's in the fucking hospital, he'll care. When the people are dying with COVID and begging for the vaccine, they'll care. But not until then. And that's that's the problem. That is the problem with everything with the right wing. They don't care until it affects them. They can't they have no fucking empathy. Know that when when you have a lot of disease around, it comes in from the community and then it can spread in schools if you don't do what is necessary. We also know we don't have vaccines available yet for children on uh, 11 and younger. Um, and there are ch- hopefully that's coming around October or November. Um, only about 30 percent of them so far going into the school year have been vaccinated. So we know that the majority of children who are entering the school year will not be vaccinated. I know people are saying that um, that children do better and they do than adults older adults um with this virus they tend to be more asymptomatic um they t- and then it's like yes children do better with it right now what happens when children get it do they have symptoms of the long covid we don't know this and i don't know why people want to find out Supposedly, this is a country that gives a fuck about kids and thinks all life is precious. I can't tell. Fewer symptoms. But I do want to emphasize that if you compare um, COVID deaths to children this year compared to flu deaths in prior years, it's about twofold more. So it is really important to understand that while children are not getting sick nearly at the rate as adults are, they're getting sick more than they would during a standard flu season and, and more deaths indeed. President Biden is expected to announce today or very soon that he wants all federal workers to get the vaccine. Are you hoping that private companies, I know it's their decision, but are you hoping that private companies will follow? I I think the federal government should go further. All federal employees should be mandated to get the vaccine. Any company that has a federal contract with the government should be mandated to make their employees get the vaccine. All public institutions should be mandated vaccines that would go a long way in raising our vaccination rate i think the biden administration is dropping the ball on that i and i even said that the biden administration was going to handle this better than the trump administration but that was a low fucking bar so far they are are not doing what is needed that's for sure. Especially for the love of God, the eviction moratorium. We did the story last night. Just with the uh, uh, alpha variant of the coronavirus, it doubled, doubled cases when eviction moratoriums expired in states last year. Doubled cases. Now we're talking about a more contagious variant, the, and the eviction moratorium expires on Saturday. If it just does what it did last year, it's going to double cases. But since this is an exponentially worse variant, I'm assuming it's going to be exponentially worse after we kick everybody out of their houses this weekend. CM Punk is not impressed with the United States right now. Welcome from Holland. I did not know I was on Facebook right now. I thought I was banned. Welcome. <laughs> I was under the impression that we were not on Facebook and YouTube, but apparently we're on Facebook. Welcome, Renee. 
I encourage it, Adam. Go out in a blaze. I mean, I would rather you not go out in a blaze, but. I am hoping that we will do everything to unify as a country to get more and more people vaccinated. And if that's one strategy in our toolbox, I'd be all for it. Thank you very much, Dr. Rochelle Walensky. We appreciate But hey, you know, Frank Lawrence was on CNN and he has been advising the Biden administration on vaccination, apparently. Let's hear what Frank Luntz has to say. If he can tell us how we can get more people vaccinated. The Biden administration has been doing its own polling of the unvaccinated since the spring to try to find out uh, why they're hesitant. Frank Luntz, a Republican pollster with deep roots in the party, has been working with the administration in an unofficial... How is the how is the COVID situation currently in Holland right now? Please let us know. Foundation is helping coordinate and fund the focus groups, and Frank Luntz joins us now. Um, Frank, thank you for being with us. I think it's really important what you're doing, and I really am interested to hear from you what works. By, uh, fucking yeah, suck his ass a little more, AC. Frank Luntz is one of the reasons why this country is in the shape it's in right now. Frank Luntz uh, was a advisor to the GOP all through the Bush administration. To reach those of any political persuasion who, for whatever reason, are hesitant, um, w- what is the biggest challenge to getting people vaccinated? Not high enough for this shit. Biggest challenge is that they simply don't believe the information that they're being provided. That they've started. I wonder why they don't believe the information they're being provided. I wonder why, Frank Luntz. It might have something to do with the people that you have worked for for years. Started to uh, deny the data, uh, forget the facts, and they simply refuse to be educated. And we have to be careful about this because. Skepticism is acceptable. People have the right to be nervous about a vaccine that has still been not fully approved by the FDA. But that said, we know that over 90% of the people in the hospitals are people who did not get vaccinated. We know that this vaccine is safe. We know that Mm -hmm. that the government would even shut it down for six instances. Six out of tens of millions of people uh, a couple months ago who may have developed blood clots from it. So this is a very careful, very well-researched, very well-studied vaccine. And I'm going to give you four solutions. Number one, for grandparents who are watching, it's time for you to call your grandkids. You know, the closest family relationship of all is grandparent, grandchild. They both have the same enemy. Grandparents, call your grandkids. Tell them they get vaccinated. Second, teachers, we're about to have a back-to-school effort. We need teachers to call the parents themselves, call your class and say, you know what would be really great is if your students are vaccinated and I think you should get one too. Third, not just your own doctor, but pharmacists need to get involved because there are millions of people who trust their pharmacists when they are seeking medical information. And fourth, frankly, as someone who worked in a pharmacy, that was my first job. I was a stock boy at a pharmacy. I watched my pharmacist get taken out in handcuffs because he was writing himself prescriptions. You should not ever trust a pharmacist. It's Donald Trump, and I want Joe Biden to specifically invite Trump to the White House, say, come on home, 
and you and I are going to ask people to get vaccinated. What we learned from the... That will never happen! Ever! Are you smoking crack, Frank Luntz? I mean, Biden might do that. That might actually happen. I wouldn't be surprised if the White House hadn't already reached out to Trump or Trump's people to try to make that happen. Trump is not going to do that. Ever. Because that would legitimize Biden. It would also be in the best interest of the people of the country. And fucking Trump is never going to do what's in the best interest of the people of the country. By the way, you can see all the research. Everything is available on the DeBeaumont website. We know that if Biden and Trump together make the request, that millions of people listen to it. So let's try to make that happen. Let's push Trump to join Joe Biden. This is just... This is blowing my mind, though. Because Trump didn't even publicize that he got vaccinated. He didn't tell anybody that he got vaccinated. I still don't think he has acknowledged it publicly. Maybe he did at the rally over the weekend. I can't remember. This wasn't the clip I was looking for. I wanted the clip where he was talking about Fauci. I'm sorry. If this is it. Nope, nope, that's not it. I wanted the clip. Anyway, Frank Luntz said they should get Fauci off TV. He is not trusted. And that pisses me off because the reason why he's not trusted is because Republicans have done everything that they can to malign him. And we still have Republicans being obstinate about this. Representative uh, Representative Chip Roy today throws a fit on the House floor over the new uh, mask rules. Absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people, nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. And we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas, and you all put masks, masks up front here, here on the people's house, we got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Both. Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work or they don't work? Both work, you asshole. You are promoting misinformation. I'd like to know which it is. Both. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about nat- natural immunity. If you've been infected with a virus, do you have immunity? 
Or are they just going to... Yes, for a little while. A little bit for a little while. Can you still get it a few months later and die from it? Yes, it's happened over and over and over again. One of your colleagues had it happen to them. ...to go around poking people saying you must take a vaccine. Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham, and we should adjourn and shut... What? I hear that a lot from Republicans, that the institution is a sham. Why Why do you want to work there then? Can we elect somebody who doesn't think that Congress is a sham so they might actually be able to get something done? And we should adjourn and shut this place down. Got a smattering of applause from the Patriot Caucus, I'm sure. Now, if you are vaccinated, do you need to wear a mask? I would say universally, yes. But this NBR article does break down the areas that are most at risk and where you definitely should wear a mask. This is the map. This brown area is high, which engulfs most of the country. So, according to this NPR article, if you are in this substantial or high area, you should definitely be wearing masks even if you are vaccinated. I don't even think you should make the distinction. (laughs) Just wear a fucking mask! And they've got some cool masks, too. You can get, like... You can go to the freak store right now and get a mask with my Fu Manchu on it. You know you want a Fu Manchu mask to wear out. Now, Pfizer is talking about a booster shot. I have my skepticism about Pfizer wanting a booster shot because that's profit from uh, for Pfizer. Pfizer said Wednesday that a third dose of its COVID-19 vaccine strongly boosts the immune system Against the Delta variant, the company posted slides ahead of an earnings call, earnings call, earnings call, with data showing that antibody levels were five times higher after a third dose among people aged 18 to 55 against the Delta variant. Pfizer made waves earlier this month when it said it would be applying for Food and Drug Administration authorization for a third dose of its vaccine. He doesn't want to wear a mask. It, it, it's impeding on his freedom. That's what the crying is about. That's their argument, is what's causing the surge in COVID cases in the South, is that people coming across the border, so they can throw some xenophobia in with their bullshit. That's literally their argument. Well, the COVID cases are coming from all the illegal immigrants that the Biden administration is letting across the border. From countries that are unvaccinated because we didn't provide them vaccinations. Seriously, that is what they are arguing. Now, some good news coming from the special election yesterday in Texas. The Trump-backed candidate in the special election lost. Trump's candidate in Texas is a loser. Trump team blames conservative for loser endorsement. 
Donald Trump's advisors are angry at David McIntosh, president of the Conservative Club for Growth, for persuading the former president to endorse a losing candidate. Because, of course, it was somebody else's fault and not Trump's. Susan Wright's defeat Tuesday in a Republican runoff with Navy veteran Jack Elsey dealt a blow to Trump's aura of invincibility as a Republican kingmaker. I didn't know that he had an aura of invincibility. He fucking lost by a historic margin in November. It's critical to his 2022 midterm endorsements and continued hold on the GOP. Trump advisors and allies have been ambivalent about the club's advice and thought he should stay out of this Republican-on-Republican contest. They take the long view and are protective of his successful record so far in GOP primary endorsements. McIntosh did not respond to repeated requests for comment from Axios. In a phone call with Axios Wednesday, the foreign president conceded McIntosh had pushed him to support Wright, but blamed Democrats... Not the club for growth for LZ's victory. Apparently they had some Antiva plants or something. The Antiva plants went in and uh, changed some votes. Or uh, they ballot harvested from some illegal aliens or something. Something like that. That's their excuse. Right-wingers are morons. You should wear a mask. I mean, masks, masks are fucking effective. And it's not like they're that much of a burden. I don't get it. Now, Republicans, right-wingers, aren't the only fucking morons. Apparently, Joe Biden had a brain fart earlier today. Uh, he was in Allentown, Pennsylvania, addressing union manufacturing workers. The little clip, we're going to uh, watch the clip. This is from MRC TV. I don't know how they've edited it here. So it goes to show you, if you want to get things moving, bring a guy from Scranton to get it going. <laughs> Mind if I take my coat off? I'm going to take my coat off. You know, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Biden is stripping down content warning fuckers. Things moving. We really are. You are. When I started my campaign for president, and the gov still there, gov. I, I didn't introduce you. I apologize. No, you're the governor of the state, and you're one of the best governors in the country. Thank you. <laughs> and you're a good friend. When. Uh, when I, I said I was running when I announced my campaign, and not many people took it seriously, I said I was running for three reasons. One, to restore the soul of this country, a sense of decency and honor. But secondly, to rebuild the backbone of the country. Hard-working, middle-class folks who built this country. And I want to point out, Unions built the middle class. That's not a joke. Unions built the middle class. Absolutely. By the way, in case you regret anything, I just want you guys and and women in the union to know 
that it weren't for the UAW in 1972, I ne never would have won. You think I'm kidding? Now, they cut him off there. I don't know if he ever got to his third point. I don't know if he forgot it. The video might be edited to make it look like he only made two points. He did only say two. He said there was three reasons he was running for office. I wouldn't doubt that, you know, this was deceptively edited. That he actually did a few minutes later. It was like, well, the third reason. Or, oh, I forgot about the third reason. I mean, Biden's stupid, but... Right-wingers make uh, a big deal out of fucking nothing all the time. Just like Matt Walsh is going to make something out of fucking nothing right now. Oh, God, this is five fucking minutes. Content warning. He's going to say some stupid shit. I promise you. Matt Walsh, take it away. Oh, shit. Our women means anything, it means nothing. Now I'm dizzy. I think the whole problem with left-wing... Gen- now, the, the caption here says, don't tell the suffragists. The left now says there's no such thing as a woman. In logic, this is called a straw man argument. Nobody on the left is saying there's no such thing as a woman. I get this all the time. Like, every time I beat the fuck out of a right-winger in an argument, they move the goalposts and go, well, yeah, but you don't know what a fucking gender is. You you don't know fucking only two genders or some shit like that. You don't know which bathroom to use. And I'm going to say it again as plain as I can. Male and female are labels that humans created to describe nature. Nature is messy and doesn't fall into that binary. Do most people fall in that binary? Yes, most people are born with either a penis or a vagina. There are people born with no sex organ. There are people born with both sex organs. Everything in between. And a host of other issues like gender dysphoria. Uh, There's up to seven, at least seven, different combinations of the X and Y chromosome. Male and female is a false dichotomy. And any biologist, any geneticist will tell you that when you start trying to describe what makes somebody a woman or what makes somebody a man, there's no clear-cut way to define that. Because if you start defining a woman as somebody who can reproduce, you're leaving a lot of people with a vagina out. There is no middle class anymore. Uh, and this, this is one of the things, like capitalism literally does lift people out of poverty like nothing else. That's true, and that is always the thing that capitalists throw out there. Lift people out of poverty. Blah, blah, blah. What they're leaving out is if you look at the chart, the distribution, yes, the bottom does well under capitalism, and there's a fucking dip. And then the top does extremely fucking well. I don't know what got me on that. Anyway, Matt Walsh. I think the whole problem with left-wing gender theory can be summed up in this point. 
I think the whole problem with your idea of left-wing gender theory is that you don't have any fucking clue what you're talking about. The theory has made it so that the word woman itself and the word man itself have no meaning. Oh? Now, leftists, because of their ideological commitments, cannot define these terms, though they continue to use them. No. 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 And I am really fucking sick of right-wingers trying to make my argument. But, I mean, they know what they're doing. It's a rhetorical trick. You can't go out there and actually make my argument because my argument is correct. And people will be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, you have to straw man me. That's a problem for folks on the left because they use the word woman quite a bit. They make claims about women all the time. They say that these individuals known as women have something called women's rights. They say that these rights are under attack. They say women are persecuted. Yes, yes, yes. Male privilege. They say that yes. women are the victims of something called a wage gap. They say things like we yes. need a woman president. But we already have one, effectively. They all, but then they also say... Then they also say that biological... Yeah, we had one the last fucking four years. He cried like a fucking little bitch all the time. Pretty much every woman on the face of this planet has bigger goddamn balls than Donald Trump. Logical males can be women. And they say trans women are women. They say that someone can start mm-hmm. out life as a male and transition into a woman. But how can I understand any of these claims and these declarations if I don't know what they mean by the word woman? You don't understand anything. You don't understand that it's a spectrum and that you're making a false dichotomy fallacy right now. And how can they make any meaningful statements about women if they don't know what they mean by it either? So I ask very simply, as I've been asking for years, what is a woman? In fairness, I should provide my own definition. No, you should ask a geneticist, and they would explain to you the thing I talked about earlier is where you try to start defining a woman, and it becomes extremely hard. Like, people have gone through this. This has been a debate that's been happening for years and years and years. A lot of scholarship has been written on the subject. But you're an idiot. I tend to agree with Merriam-Webster on this point, that uh, woman means adult female person. If you're that, you're a woman. If you're not, you're not. Female requires another precising definition. Female did not answer the question, Matt. You are a... God damn. I agree not only with the dictionary, but with the whole history of human civilization, which collectively has always understood women this way. The whole of human civilization. May I remind you that in India... They made uh, trans people gurus because they could communicate with both sexes. Here in native cultures, high priests and tribes were trans because they contained both souls. You are ignoring the whole of human history, sir. Just disagree. They say that biology has nothing to do with womanhood. Well, then... What does have something to do with woman? Did you ask a biologist that, Matt? How can we define her? What is a woman? 
I mean, your definition must be specific if you make all these specific statements about what it's like to be a woman, the trials and tribulations that women face, the indignities they suffer, and on and on. Uh, we've been told that, you know, uh, for example, women superhero movies are important because they mean that more representation will, you know, there'll be more representation for women in Hollywood and so forth. All right, so that means that, uh, like, Gal Gadot is a woman, okay? Well, also, Wonder Woman is fucking cool, and uh, Starfire is cool, and uh, Black Canary is cool. I'm just naming off characters I use on Injustice 2 now. Just as I always suspected. Now we're getting somewhere. Gal Gadot is an adult human female. Uh, she's in a superhero movie. They'd left to say this is a great thing. Okay. Picture seems to be coming into focus a little bit. Wait a second. Then we're also told that Caitlyn Jenner and Chelsea Manning are women, despite the fact that they're adult human males, not females. And now they're, we're told but that they're Ellen not. Page is not a woman, even though she is a female. So the picture is suddenly foggy again. What are these? No. Mean? If you're on the left, what exactly are you trying to say? That gender is a spectrum. When you say that such why don't you ask? Why don't you ask me? Why don't you ask me, sir? Let's have a discussion, Matt Walsh. What are you trying to convey about that person? Now, I've been told by the few people that have attempted to give an answer that a woman is anyone who identifies as a woman. I've been given that answer many times. But that definition doesn't work because you can't Straw use man. the word you're defining in the definition. If I ask you for the definition of a tree, and you say a tree is that which is a tree... Well, you, you told me earlier, you told me that a, a woman is a female... So what's a female, Matt? Or even worse, a tree is that which looks like a tree. You haven't told me anything about trees. I don't know what a tree is still. I need you to explain trees without using the word tree. I need you to explain woman without using the word woman. <laughs> God like damn. A woman is an adult human female or anyone who identifies as an adult human female. Well, that's just another way of saying that a woman is an adult human female or the opposite of an adult human female. That's another way of saying that a woman isn't anything in particular. Woman has no definition if that's the definition. Also, the person offering that definition is themselves drawing a distinction between a person who is a thing and a person who identifies as a thing. By drawing the distinction, they're admitting that there is a difference, a definitional difference. The very phrase, trans women are women, admits in its construction that trans women are not women. Because if they were women, why are you calling them trans? What does that even mean? What does the trans part denote? In order for the phrase trans women are women to mean anything, trans women have to be a category distinct from women. If they aren't, then the phrase at most is a meaningless redundancy. But if they're distinct, then they aren't women. So if trans women are women means anything, it means nothing. Now I'm dizzy. That's because you're stupid. That's because you're a complete and total fucking moron. I can't, I can't.
Alright. Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis say they don't believe in bathing their kids. Oh, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear from you two. Now, I want to start off by saying that most people do uh, bathe too often. Unless you're working outside and you're getting dirty all the time. You don't have to take a bath every day. So, like, what they're saying is not all that crazy. But I'm sure it's going to sound fucking crazy coming from them. Ashton Kutcher and Mia Kunis appeared on an episode of Dak Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast, and the talk turned to bathing. I don't know how you bring up bathing unless you're talking about, like, The Witcher or some shit. Like, why, why, like... I had people on my show, I'm not like, oh, so what's your bathing habits? Shepard told co-host Monica Padman that using soap every day rids the body of natural oils. Now that doesn't sound right. That's true with your hair. Like, shampoo will strip your hair of natural oils, and that's a bad thing. Kutcher and Kunis agreed, saying they only wash vitals every day. They take whore baths. You crack your pits and your in your crotch. Haddon was stunned to be in the daily full body wash minority and asked, who taught you to not wash? I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower very much, Mia Kuna said. That has apparently continued with her and Kutcher's two kids. Wyatt is six and Dimitri is four. I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. You should probably bathe newborns pretty often. They tend to get shit all over themselves. God damn it. Shut up, Meg. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them, he said. Otherwise, there's no point. Kutcher said he does not wash his armpits. Kutcher said he does wash his armpits and my crotch daily and nothing else ever. And has a tendency to throw some water on my face after a workout to get all the salts out. Kunis said she washes her face twice a day. But I thought you were washing the oils off. Shut up, Meg. I watched that video of Ashton Kutcher, what, a week, two weeks ago? And just like, what the fuck was that dude talking about? I believe he's a little batshit. So, we might need something to wash the dirty taste out of our mouths. Here's a little palate cleanser for the evening. We're going to watch some puppies that are so well-behaved, they come when their name is called. This is from the Daily Mail. Very good point, Adam. The whole black women are women. That's, that's putting an adjective on the, on, the, on the word. Very good point. But he's dizzy. (laughs) 
Well, he's dizzy because he's twisting himself in pretzels trying to make a fucking rhetorical argument against something that's factual. <laughs> this is America. babies she waited until her name was called <laughs> puppies are so awesome let's watch it one more time cute they all are I can't believe how well behaved they are look at that white water he's so fluffy Got her back turned. <laughs> she was looking at something. And I haven't last night. I was trying to let Smokey in as I was going to bed. He was out on the patio. He'd been out there for a couple hours. I walk out. He's just staring up into the sky. I'm like, Smokey, come on, let's go to bed. Nope. He's just staring up in the sky. He didn't want to come in. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, apparently I've got people that aren't watching on Twitch. You're just a surprise to me. I'm going to send you over to Proudly Radical. We are going to be back at our normal time tomorrow night. Unless there's some news going on. I'll totally cover that. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.